Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars return to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, Seatbelts on. Welcome. So welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Gee, some of that sounds familiar. Sydney's Saturday morning sporting institution is back. Hey! Where the hell have you been, Friedman? Well, Dan, the greatest the greatest sports broadcaster yeah, on the get planet. That. I might get That's that adjusted. Fantastic. I'm racing royalty. I'm more like the Prince Andrew of racing royalty, but, <laughs> but nevertheless, and Candace. Have you paid anyone off? Ever? I'm not Can saying we get for, to that later I'm in the show? I'm not saying for that incident, for Prince oh. Andrew stuff, but oh. you said you were the Prince. <laughs> we'll get to that. Let me see you've had a haircut, uh, haven't had a haircut in five years. Yeah, look, people are calling it a, a, a moulet, but I, I don't. It's, no, that's colourful. Yeah, that's Greyhound Wentworth Park tracksuit gear. <laughs> Introduce our brand Thank you very new... much, Dan. Candace. <laughs> it is wonderful to have someone of your stature in the sporting world and your beautiful nature sitting in our studio. Oh, thank you very, very much. It's real. That opener was unreal. How good was that? I'm so pumped for today's show and pumped for the whole year, actually. Now, are you ready for this? You'll it's, get over it's it. It's no BS. There's no, it's all good opinions. It's, 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 we're going to offend some people. Are you ready for the ride, Candice? I'm ready for the ride. And I'm just throwing it out there. If I do offend some people along the way, I am sorry, but I'm actually not don't, really. Don't try and really? please people, please. Really? You know, I've been offending people on radio for the best part of 20 years. And, you know, I got put on the sidelines for the last five here at <laughs> Triple M, but you can get back. You can make it back. All but, right. By the way, open line policy here. When now we're going to have some call topics, as you know, we normally do on Triple M. But anytime you want to call, one triple three five three, and we'll put you through to air. So one triple three five three. Anytime during the two hours, we're here each and every Saturday between ten and twelve. Special guests today: Brad Haddon and George Cambosis Jr. So it's a good start here on Saturday mornings. It is the Dead Set Legends, and we do have a sponsor. Nilex are with us. More after this. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Triple M Dead Set Legends, brought to you by Nilex. Make the most of your yard this summer. Lightweight uh, flex stream hoses is what they do. Nilex, it's retracting hose reels and twisting systems. All available at Bunnings Warehouse. Water like a, a Nile expert with Nilex. Um, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner, Dan Ganane here with you each and every Saturday morning. Candace, it is a pleasure to have you because... Um, uh, we we you're very good. I got to say, on an opposition station over on Two GB, very opinionated. We like that. When you did some stuff on Channel Nine, mm-hmm. fuse, very opinionated. That's what <laughs> you're going to fit in here. 
Also, you do bring some publicity. Where are the Daily Mail photographers? I mean, you're in that bloody publication every two days. I thought you'd get us some nice... And and what about some of the headlines? It cracks me up. It dead set cracks me up. And we're on the dead set legend, so how funny. But, um, yeah, no, they're not here today. Maybe when we're leaving, they they might be downstairs. We might get papped, Yeah, we might get papped. So make sure you go to the bathroom, just fix your hair up, and you're You're looking your best. I'm looking at Richard here. No more of the hair things, all right? All right? Who's the boss at home? You or Dave? That's what I want to know because well, you don't take boss. a backward step. I'm the boss. I mean, but who's he... the boss in your house? Good point. I think Sally yeah. is a... a <laughs> I'm just going to move on from that subject now. <laughs> Except David will probably think he's the boss, but no, I like to think that yeah, I'm the boss. Yeah, but that's every bloke. Yes. Every bloke thinks they're the boss and, you know, if they're honest with themselves, mm. you're not. not. Now, Candice, you're not just some celebrity wag that's been in the headlines, mm-hmm. sometimes not for great reasons. You actually yep. had a proper sporting career. I did. I did. So a long time ago before I had babies, I was a professional Ironwoman, uh, three world, uh, three medals at the, at the world championships. I also got you know, 20 medals at the Australian titles, 10 of those gold. So no, I did, um, compete in the surf life saving events and absolutely loved it. And, and more recently just did some, uh, commentary on, on the sport. And I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's one of those phenomenal very Australian sports. It, it's brilliant as they have a sporting person of your stature here because <laughs> before it was just, you know, Dan and I and. Geez, you get, what are you going to, are you going to put a knife into Rabs? The greatest rugby league yeah. commentator ever. And he, you're saying, he, oh, it's great to have someone of stature in that chair. Jesus, Richard. I never mentioned his name. Well, that's what you implied. <laughs> By the way, can we be honest, Rich? I feel very uncomfortable doing a show called Dead Set Legends and not having Rabs here. I it don't is, know how you It feel. is odd. The, 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 it's like the ghost of him is everywhere here. Not that he's, you know. Oh, my God. You've killed him now. Not <laughs> only have you offended him, you've killed him. A hole He'll be here. You know. um, I hope so. Uh, I called him and said that we're, we're doing yeah, this. And, I know. And um, they asked me about three years ago, they said, we're going to bring back Saturday morning local radio because when we got the bullet in 20, it was 2016. Yeah, right? I remember. Well, they, bought, they gave us the bullet for Ryan HG because they were doing a national show. Yeah. And this is when this company, Southern Cross, were doing a lot of national things. So to be on the, the on, on all the regional stations, all the metro stations, much cheaper doing it that way, right? You do one show over 40 stations. So we got, it's one of the reasons we got uh, I remember the day that Locke, our, our panel here, his father rang me up, Jamie. Yes. <laughs> and said, uh, oh, we're giving you the bullet. That yeah, was it. it was a band-aid ripped straight it. off. But then they, about three years ago, they said, oh, we're going to bring Ryan HG no longer here. Would you like to do it to me? They said, and I said, oh, yeah, I think I'd come back. I said, what's it called? They said, oh, no, Dead Set Legends. I said, no. I said, I'm sorry. Too Dead raw. Set Legends go, that belongs with Rabs. Yeah. And then November, they asked me again, and I said, what's it called? And they said, Dead Set Legends. And I thought, well, you know, they're going to do the show anyway. I might as well be part of it. Yeah. But in saying that. Rabs would agree with that. Hey, you might as well be part of it, son, you know. Anyway, it's good to have you back. What the hell have you done over the last four or five years? It's a good question. Uh, train racehorses, mostly. I've, you know, nothing much has changed for me. I was, I think I was training you've racehorses done, when I actually left here. And you've actually done, I uh, don't like pumping your tyres, you've actually done very well. Yeah, yeah, can still do it. It's, uh, it just goes to show anyone can do it. But it's it's been a bit of a ride, and it's con- going to continue to be. The game's changing all the time. Racing, it's a very tough game. It's it's different to when I was doing it back in the nineties, and that when it was, it, it just it's just very different. Um, it's taken a bit of getting. You're not used dragging to. them up as much as normal. Ah, see, <laughs> you see, 
you just can't. I was going to say something, you know, might have been meaningful there, and you've just killed it. But I will ask you: You've got Queen of the Queen of the Ball today. Today, yep. yeah, yeah. What, what are her well. chances? She she ran really well last start. She, she could win today. Uh, she's got to keep stepping up. Um, she's heading towards the Golden Slipper, and the Golden Slipper is just a pressure race. It's just a most two year old racing's like that. They come out of the gates, they go their absolute hardest, and the pressure of the race just knocks off one after the other. Mm. Every hundred meters, it knocks off a few more of them until the last hundred meters when there's just a couple left. And that's two-year-old racing. There's tactics and all that sort of thing doesn't really play a huge part in it. Okay. You're going to do tips. Do you know this at the end of each? Uh, uh, I don't know how, you know, I'm, I'm going to be able to do too many tips. It's not really, you know okay for trainers to tip too much. You know? Can you pick a race that you I'll don't have a horse one. in? Yes. I'll pick one. Jeez. There you go. People, you know, they've been it's asking. It's hard being so popular, isn't it? Well, I wouldn't know, Candice, <laughs> but obviously you're well... Uh, well versed, and, in and this, thanks you know. to Gus, Jude, See, and Wendell, they had never had, opened the door oh, like that. They gosh. had you on, Rich, yesterday, and lovely. Uh, thank you to them, and they were the last guys to do this, and they're off doing drive time now, so they're kicking some real goals. Thank you for doing some promotion for the show, Rich. You've done bugger all in the lead up to this. Didn't turn up to the meeting. We had one pre-show meeting at ten o'clock, and Friedman doesn't turn up on Monday. I gave up the Super Bowl. You know how much I love NFL, and I gave up the Super Bowl to be here. And here's Rich pretending, oh, I thought it was 12.30. 12.30. Okay, I regret that. <laughs> Out of, between 1 to 10. That's not an apology. Have we had an apology? That's what that I was going to say. Apology. We have not had an, an apology. An expression of regret is not an apology. <laughs> Out of 1 to 10, 10 believable, 1. It's a little bit unprofessional, Prince Andrew, uh, what was your believable scale of Friedman's excuse? I thought the meeting was 12.30. I didn't believe it for a second. Thank you. I see. I see how this is going to roll all right, now. All right. That's, uh, we're going to put the self-indulgence away for a second because we're going to get to some hardcore opinions. One triple three five three is our number. You can call us any time. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Brad Haddon coming up shortly. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Yes, Triple M, Dead Set Legends. We do it for Nilex, Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, Dan Ganane, taking you through uh, Saturday mornings. Rich, one of the few people to actually watch the Winter Olympics. Uh, I loved it. I know I'm you love it. it because you—that's you've got I, your I chalet. You've, you've still got your jala, j- oh, chalet in see, Japan. Mm. It only took. What were we in the first twenty minutes of the show to bring it up? Yes, at this stage, yes. I haven't seen it in two years. God knows who's living in it or what's living in it. <laughs> But you've brought audio. What I'm saying is you love your Winter Olympics and you've brought a funny moment. Yes. I thought this was the highlight. Yannick Bertrand through the S-turn. Yannick Bertrand. Oh, the gate to the groin for Yannick Bertrand and you could hear it. And if you're a man, you could feel it. Wow. Watch this again. Oh, the Frenchman. Oh, monsieur. <laughs> wow, the boys took a beating on that one. Mm. That guy needs a hug. <laughs> That's real. That's that not some Absolutely sketch. real. That, he came over the rise and he put one ski either side of the gate. Did you hear the... <laughs> <laughs> Why is it always so funny when you get I hit in that know. area? I don't know. Every bloke, every person, when you get hit in the groin, 
They laugh. Now, hang on. Yeah. You're a trainer. It over. is so funny. You're a horse trainer. Yeah. The, the, those horses can sometimes lash out. You caught one in, in there? I was about 16 and I got in the wrong spot and a filly lashed out full stretch with her hind leg and got me right on the target. <laughs> uh, wow. I, I was doubled over. Everyone started laughing, of course, but I'm doubled over and was carted off. I went to the hospital uh, and it, I passed out with the pain. And when I woke up, I sort of lifted the, the sheet and had a look and it it had all swollen up to about twice its size okay. and gone black. I, I kind of looked at it and said, well, that kind of looks all right. Uh, uh, <laughs> all right. That's sportsman's lunch material. Coming up, Brad Haddon is going to join us, and we're going to ask the tough questions. Will Potkovsky, does he have to give it away? And Justin Langer, should he have he, should he have been given some rusty rich? Should he have been given the ball? This is the Dead Set Legends, thanks to Nilex. Making a racket. Little tennis joke there. You are the worst umpire that I've ever seen in my life. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. Oh, Rich. Gee, it's good to be back. Wonderful to be back, Dan. I'm a little out of rhythm, but I'll get there. Well, come on. We're 15, 20 minutes I in know, now. I know. It's just, come you know, on, mate. It takes you can't time. keep using that excuse. It takes time. Don't, look at Candice looking at you uh, sort of with derision. Not derision. She's absolutely amazed that someone like me gets back in the studio. <laughs> we're brought to you by Nilex, and you, this is new. We actually have openers for our guests. Our next guest loves the feeling of leather on his skin. Mm. Please welcome Dead Set Legend, Brad Haddon. Brad, you don't need gloves in here. Brad Haddon, welcome aboard to the Legends. Thank you, and um, welcome back, everyone. It's a pleasure to be here. Your boy, he played, did he play last night at Leichhardt, halftime of the, um, one of the trial games? Yeah, he was, he was meant to actually, Dan, but um, they had a few cases in their team, so they had to, had to pull that team out. So you try to tell a nine-year-old he's not going to play at Leichhardt over oh. before the Tigers. Um, mate, I wasn't that popular last night. <laughs> well, you can't talk about cricket on your first show without talking about the biggest cricket event that happened over the summer, which was the Ashes. Is that just a total selection failure from the Poms? That's how it's been couched. Do you agree with it? Yeah, I don't think you can uh, sugarcoat any of that. I, I think from, from day one, uh, the Poms were, were really disappointing. Um, Ashes series don't just sneak up on you. There's four years planning it. And to get that so wrong, especially that first test, not to play Broad and Anderson in conditions that suit, I don't think it would have made much of a difference. I think Australia still would have dominated the series. But I tell you what I did enjoy, um, and I can say this now, <laughs> I enjoyed uh, the mental disintegration of um, England through the whole summer. <laughs> I loved every minute of it. Brad, the Aussies are up 4-0 against Sri Lanka. The bowlers are doing exceptionally well. But I feel like the batters, they aren't looking as fluent as they normally are. Do you see any bolters coming into the World Cup later this year? Yeah, it's going to be an exciting time, um, the World Cup, with, with how we played in the UAE. We, we are the champions, so it's going to be a real exciting time of the year. So I, I don't think we'll see any bolters. I, I don't mind um, some of the senior guys having a rest for this series, actually, to, to get some depth. Um, you, you'll bring, obviously, Dave, you'll come, come back at the top. I, I like that Ben McDermott has given an opportunity at this level um, with, the, with the big bash, the way he was playing. So I, I don't mind these guys having an opportunity to play. I like that young Inglis has got his opportunity as well. With um, He can put some pressure on Matthew Wade, but I, I like getting depth in the squad. So I think what they've done has been really smart. Talking about batters, and you're talking about 
you know, young guns coming up. Will Pekovsky. Now, mm. this is an issue that just does not go away. He is... Um, Come on, Rich, turn your phone <laughs> off for God's sake. I told you I was out of rhythm. As long as there's some tips, take them. Yeah, well... They're coming in about 20 minutes. Theor- no, 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 theoretically. This is part of the reason you got the call on, Rich. Theor- theoretically, they're doing that. Um, yeah, getting back to him, look, it's just, it's something that won't go away. He has obviously, and we're all well aware of his history with the with uh, issues to do with concussion. What can be done? Has he just got to stop? Because I, if he was my son, I would not want to see him risk having permanent mental damage later in life just to play cricket. Yeah, Rich, I reckon you just touched on the most important point in, in all this. There's going to have to be a lot of experts to say you can have X amount of time out of the game, see all the um, all the people they have to that are a lot smarter than all of us. But the one thing as a parent, if my son had been hit as many times and, and concussed as many times as well, I think there's a conversation you, you've got to start to have at home. Um, mm. And I think that's where it's at. They'll see the experts, they'll get all the great advice, but Another thing as well, to, to watch your son go out there every time and play, and this has happened far too consistently, I, I think that's the conversation I'd be having. I'd be struggling, if, if I'm perfectly honest, to send my son out to the game um, if he's had that many concussions. Biggest story of the summer in the end has turned out to be Justin Langer and the way it was done. He was ousted, and not just the way it was done, but the fact it was done because it's been a very successful run. Where do you stand on the whole Langer exit? Yeah, I, I think th- this has been going on for, for quite some time now. It, it came to a head at the end of the, the summer, obviously, but, but there's been rumblings about um, unrest and things weren't going the, the way they needed to go. So in, in the end, it was I think it was handled bad. I, I think the result was, um, if we if we see from oh, some time out, this that there was a lot of unsettled settledness in the group so I just think it was handled really bad from from Cricket Australia and I think that's what has left a, a poor taste in everyone's mouth we're talking about a guy that was just inducted into the Hall of Fame whether they're going to um, keep him on or not I think they could have handled the ending a lot more cleaner than they did all right we're going to talk about that now and I, I think a lot of people had that same opinion that maybe it was time, but, geez, they, they, they stuffed up the way they actually did it. Where, where do you stand on, on the way Langer was done in? I don't think there's any nice way to get rid of someone who's produced that much success when you needed him most. But people do get to their use-by date. All of us will, Dan. I have several times. Yeah, but he was still winning. <laughs> yeah, I know, but, you know, you've got to keep, you've got to keep the team on side, haven't you? You do, but at the same time, I think Cricket Australia could have handled it a, a lot better. Just like Hads was saying, you know, he was just inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's done so much, you know, for playing for his country, so much for the team. He was the coach that, that won the World Cup in late last year. He won the Ashes. He deserved to go out a lot better and with a lot more respect than he did. Okay, one triple three five three. if you want to have your say. I mean, the bloke just won a World Cup and nearly clean-swept and ashes in the last six months. One triple three five three. This is the Dead Set Legends, brought to you by Nilex. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, thanks to Nilex. You can follow us on Twitter, at Dead Set Legends, and on Instagram, at Triple M Sydney. And the big thing these days is the listener app. So obviously you can hear us live, you can hear yes. all Triple M stuff live, but you can get the podcast, which I gather will be put put up not, not long after we're done at midday. 
Sounds good to me. Did anyone call? Jeez, you can feel the warmth in your sincerity. <laughs> it's an app, right? A podcast. I'm happy to be on the podcast. Rich, those headphones aren't doing your head any good because I, I'm seeing definite gappage. Up, up there's top. no gappage. There's gappage. There's grey, but there's no gappage. Mate, I can see what you're doing now. You're smothering with the mullet. No, there's no slice of Devon and there's no gappage. <laughs> Candice? There's a little bit of gappage. Oh, See, you'll just agree with anything he says. One dribble, three, five, three. Carl, you are the very first caller on the new Dead Set Legends. Good morning. Good morning, Dan. Good morning, Rich. Good morning, Candace. How are you? Very well, thanks, Sam. Good, thank you. Very well. Now, we were talking about Justin Langer uh, before the song. Is that what you want to talk about? Yeah, mate, I do. It was just more the... Um the fact that I, I think the two issues are being blended. One, I don't think there's any doubt it was handled badly, but I, I don't. I'd like to hear a bit more analysis of him as a coach and the unsettled nature of the players and all the the support he was getting from a lot of the players. I know, I've worked for you know, a couple of managers, unfortunately, that were a bit micromanaging, and it's a really tough spot, and you don't work your best. I'm wondering if the players had got to that stage, and and why is that? You know, why is that not important? I just wonder if if they – and thank you. Oh, by the way, Carl, i got a prize for you because you're the very first caller. You can either have the family pass to Sydney's Taronga Zoo or the one I suspect you're going to take, the $100 Four Pines voucher. Which one do you want, brother? Uh, mate, Four Pines all of the course. way. All right. well well done. Zoo, that was a dollar one. Yep. All right. <laughs> yeah, stay, exactly. stay tuned. But you bring up an interesting point about being hands-on. Why, Candice and Rich, couldn't they have said, all right, you're the test coach? We're going to give the one-day stuff to someone else, Andrew McDonald, the T20 stuff, because I I would imagine his personality for for the likes of Cummins and Hazelwood and uh, Warner, all those all those people that are that play all three forms of the game, it, it would get quite punishing. I think you make a good point about having you know different coaches, you know one that may just do the tests and, and another one that would do the ODIs or the T20s, but I think what works best is having one coach that does them all. Uh, every coach has a different coaching style and if you um, and you need to be on the, the same same wavelength. If, if a player comes in and might just be T20s and he's been coached under someone else and he has a different way of coaching than, than JL and then he goes and plays. I mean, I, right. I believe it has to be one coach for all. That's okay. a very political, politically nice answer, mm. but you of all people yeah. would have the inside running into – what his nature was like as coach. Can you talk about it? I mean, I can understand. Rich, don't it. do yeah. this. No, don't no. make Candace no, no, the I'm spokesman to... for Dave. No, don't. Let's not, not make no, this I'm show to... that. Inside is inside. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about the. I mean, I can only talk about my experience. I don't play cricket, but my experience mm. about being a family member and having kids in that environment. Um, and he was. Unbelievable. My youngest daughter, Isla, is two and a half and she calls him uncle. Every time she sees him, it's uncle. He is was unbelievable around the family, unbelievable around the kids. He's got four daughters himself. So for, for David, he was was brilliant because we've got three daughters. So around the team and around the family is, is all that I can comment on because that's all I know. Um, and he was fantastic to he, have around. His teammates, uh, the, the Adam Gilchrist's, <laughs> the... Uh, Not convinced. The, uh, the uh, Shane Warns, the Matt Haydens went absolutely berserk. Now, there's a bit of loyalty that comes with that. It doesn't necessarily mean they were right. But, Rich, the, the insult from Cricket Australia to kick the can down the road yeah, yeah. and then offer six months 
I mean, look, were look, they so desperate to win a PR war to have him quit rather than sack him? That, but it was so obvious. It was so blatant what they were doing. I've never even met Justin Langer, so I can't comment on his personality. But I have been in situations where you have to sack someone. Uh, the decision has been made above you, but you're the man's got to deliver the 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 axe, and you don't want to do it. So if there's a way of sort of kicking it down the road or trying to soften it, and nine times out of ten you make it worse. Mm. You those people, they're professionals. They would rather just know the facts and say, "Look, this decision's been made. You're out." And they go, "Well, thank you. I'm not happy, but I'll cop it." Triple M Dead Set Legends. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Thanks, thanks to Nilex, it's the new Dead Set Legends. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports Update. Yeah, Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, Dan Ganane. NRL trial matches which are being broadcast for the first time on Fox. Canberra 32, Roosters 18. Uh, good for Jared Croker. He made it through the game unscathed. He had stem cell surgery to mm. uh, on his knee. To, he scored as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Adam Elliott was looking pretty good too. They had some nice moments, yeah. Canberra. The young kid, Xavier Savage. Yep. So there's a bit to like about them. At least, hey, it's a trial. Yeah. But, but I mean, he was, I mean, he's 19 and he's looking good for that fullback position. Mm. So encouragement there. Not so encouraging. West's Tigers, Manly 28, West's Tigers 4. Rich, I can't believe people are saying, oh, well, Madge should be under more pressure because of that last night. It is, it's a trial match. He should be under pressure, but not because I of that. I said horses ran in trials that run last all the time. Yeah, because you'd nobble them so you can get a better price when they get on the track. Who says that's not what he's doing? <laughs> but Tommy Turbo, I mean, he was Nobbled he them. was doing – I mean, he yes. can pull anything out of nothing, that guy. Again, once again, his performance was so good. You know, the mad genius Des Hasler might have it right. You play your guns in the first week. Therefore, if they get a niggle, they get an extra week to get right for round one because most of the clubs – playing kids this week, and then they'll play their best players next week, but that's one less week if something happens. I swear Des sits around thinking, what would everyone else do here? And then just, very easy for me, I just do the opposite. opposite. (laughs) Australia's T20 cricketers thumps Sri Lanka by six wickets at the MCG. Candice, how much are you and hubby watching? Is it every ball, is it some balls, or is it no balls? Uh, Well, it depends what, you know, what day it falls on. Like last night we were out for dinner, so we didn't watch too much of it. Um, but no, David keeps a, a very close eye on it. He's especially, it's, it's a, that T20 group after their win um, in the World Cup, they're so close now. And I can't wait for the World Cup later this year because I, I think they can go back to back. You know what I'll get out of that? David. <laughs> Is it always David? No. It's not Dave. It's Dave. Or on my phone is actually Davey Baby. Really? Oh, what does he call you? Candy? I bet yes. you hate candy. Oh, no, you... I don't hate candy. Really? Oh, yeah. yeah it de- well, it depends who, who says it. You shouldn't have said that. No. <laughs> uh, Super Rugby Waratahs scored a 40-10 to 10 win over the Fijian team. I didn't know this, Rich. First win in 538 days. Now, same question. You do like rugby. So how much of this will you be watching, the Super Rugby? No. Uh, I, I gave up on rugby. I have given up on, on rugby. Um just too much stoppage time. I can watch games that, that flow much better. And they, they've got so many laws. They don't even have rules. They have laws in, in rugby now. And the game stops. I know they're trying to speed it up, but they'd have to rewrite the whole game. Mm. 
to get me back on board. And it's not that I loved it. I grew up playing it and would love to love it again. Now, a couple of topics we'll save for the second hour Super Bowl halftime, Michael Massey. Uh, we're going to do news after this lock. Okay, Rich, have you got a tip for us or do you need some time to prepare? Oh, no. I, I, there's a race on in Melbourne this afternoon called the Lightning Stakes. It's like the 100 metres at the Olympics for horse racing in Australia. It's a 1,000 metre race. And we've sent down from Sydney here some of the best sprinters in the world, if not the best group of sprinters in the world. One of them is Nature Strip. He's a superstar. Um, and there's, you know, a couple of others going down there. Mass Crusader, um, okay. Eduardo. Richard, we need a tip. Well, I mean, we're trying to make you, some money here. If you if you take the, f- the four top Sydney horses in that race and put them in a trifecta, I reckon you'll get the prize. All right, what are they? So Nature Strip, that's number one. Mass Crusader. Number three. Home Affairs. Home Affairs. What number is that? Number eight. And Eduardo. Eduardo uh, is down here somewhere. Uh, number two. One, two, three, eight. Work out how you're going to do it. Uh, but that's Richard's tip for the day. Now, yep. now Richard, we, we, Chris Waller on the 7th of February put out a statement saying that both Home Affairs and Nature Strip are going to are going to be in this race. But James McDonald, interestingly, is going to be on Home Affairs. Now, is that for the punter? Is that telling them that one horse is going better than the other at the moment? Or what should we be thinking with that? Without putting my foot in it, because when you're a trainer, you know, your owner group can include all the owners of those some of those mm-hmm. horses as well. So put it this way. Go back to the Golden Slipper last year. Uh, James McDonald had the ride on Stay Inside. Mm-hmm. I think he rode Home Affairs in the race. It was owned by Coolmore, Stud. Eduardo is, uh, sorry, uh, Nature Strip is in this race. Mm-hmm. He's on Home Affairs again. So that. The, Follow the jockey. Well, uh, there, there's a connection there. The ownership of that horse. Okay. Oh, geez, politically correct, Richard. Mm. Please, you have changed. Triple That's M. my opinion. I might be wrong. It is hard for Rich, in all honesty, because he is a trainer. So we, you used to give tips before. Before you went back into training, it was much easier. But I, it's not going to stop us asking you, though. Triple M, this is the <laughs> Dead the Set Legends big second hour. George Cambosis will join us. <laughs> Novak Djokovic. Do we feel any more sympathy for him after... Uh, well, he said he after he stuck to his guns, and he's oh, willing to give up grand slams. I'm, I'm really feeling sorry for a bloke's worth about seventy million, and it's not always about by hitting a furry ball over a net. Triple M, this is you put horses on treadmills and made a fair bit of money on it. Triple M, dead set legends. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candice Warner. Welcome back. Can I get serious for just a second? I mean, George Cambosis um, is going to join us in about 25, 30 minutes. Um, we are a sports show, and we won't delve into news too often, but it is impossible, if we can turn that bed down, to uh, talk about um, what happened at Little Bay. A, because that's the first thing we're all talking about, but B, Candace, that, that's right. That's in your neck of the woods. It is. So not far from Ruby where I am. And, uh, but the thing is, it was incredibly, like it was so tragic. This it is was, a shark attack. This is a shark attack, of course, yeah. And, and, but so rare. Uh, we need to remember that. So I think if, if anyone's thinking, you know, I don't want to swim at the beach anymore or, I mean, 
you've got to understand that the beaches are safe, but it's important to swim at patrolled beaches. Uh, if, if anyone is concerned at the moment or uh, just wants to get more information, there's a really good website, uh, which is beachsafe.org.au. And they also have an app and that just tells you the status of all the beaches, the conditions um, to swim between the flags. And I know Surf Life Saving has put an additional, um, you know, drones and choppers in. So the beaches are safe, but I mean, well, this, it was the first is... shark attack in Sydney, fatal shark attack in 50 years. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's incredibly rare. And without wanting to diminish the tragedy for that family, mm. and, and I don't mean this to say this to diminish anything, but I think statistically you're more likely to be killed by a falling coconut than you are being killed by a shark on a world <laughs> scale. <laughs> You're unbelievable. I didn't mean to make people laugh. Yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> you could have said anything, Richard. <laughs> Die in a car accident. No, no. But, you know, and then that's why it is very important to swim at, um, you know, swim between the flags, swim at patrolled beaches. If, you know, that they, they have lifeguards, they have lifesavers there, they keep their eyes on you. You know, like we're saying, this is incredibly sad, but there has also been 67 coastal deaths um, this summer through drowning. So, well, this is what I was going to ask because you were a lifesaver. Yes. What's the difference between a lifesaver and a lifeguard? Okay, so a lifesaver is a, a red and yellow caps between the flags, sitting up in the with in the, the surf club. Yes, and that's voluntary. Um, voluntary. Right. A lifeguard is paid by the council. Yeah. So, Little Bay is part of Ramwick Council, and they don't um, have lifeguards at that beach. Can I just bring up something that is totally new to me in the in the world of shark attacks? Because I've seen, you know, and, and, and known of a number of them in my lifetime, but I've never seen one filmed live. Yep. And and this, I've, I, I don't know how someone can film something like that happening. Yeah, but uh, what was that? That he might have just been filming. But what was he supposed to do? I know this. Look, I'm he not may blaming. have been in shock. I mean, we we don't know. I'm not blaming. But then the there's young that moment where he posts it. I'm yeah, assuming yeah, it's that's, like, that's what I have the that, issue with. And we live in a world, you know, you can have Aaron Mullins and all those people try, and they're doing admirable stuff trying to stamp out trolls. But when we have things like Instagram and Twitter and all of them that allow random people to pretty much do anything and put shark attacks up. Well, it's a lost cause because yeah. you can't, how is that allowed, how is that allowed to stay on that technology that you well, can see someone being chewed up? The, the, the one problem I have with social media, and it's a problem that will never be solved and it will never stop. I can't bear people who can publish things anonymously. You can publish to the world and never even put your name to That's it. the problem. Yeah. And that is the core of the problem. And they will never get away from that, the Instagrams and the Twitters, because their business is volume and encouraging people to yes. put up random accounts, they get more people. That's right. If you had to have, if you had to be identifiable for everything you posted, it would be a very different yeah, landscape. It'd be like media. Or, you know, you actually are accountable for what you say. Mm. Uh, Triple M Dead said Legends, we're talking everyone's favourite human, Novak Djokovic, after this. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Said Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner. Paul Kelly, Triple M Dead Said Legends. How good was his husband Kawaja song? What a genius. He could just pull that out of his backside on one day's notice. But there's a mental picture you don't want to have. Oh, shut up. Richard Friedman, <laughs> Candace Warner, Dan Ganane here. We do it thanks to Nilex. Make the most of your yard this summer uh, with the lightweight 
Flex Stream hoses, the retracting hose reels and twisting systems available at Bunnings Warehouse Water like a Nile expert with Nilex. Uh, Novak Djokovic, mm. let me play the audio from the BBC during the week. I do. But as things stand, if this means that you miss the French Open, is that a price you'd be willing to pay? Yes, that is the price that I'm willing to pay. And if it means that you miss Wimbledon this year, again, that's a price you're willing to pay? Yes. Why? Why? Do you- because the principles of uh, decision-making on my body uh, are more important than any title or anything else. I- I'm, I'm trying to be in tune with my body um, as much as I possibly can. So he's not going to get the vax. Does it give you any sympathy for him and, and what happened to him in Australia, Australia in that at least he's sticking to his guns and he's willing to give up Grand Slam titles? It's, it's a vexed question, that, because I don't know how much he knew before he came. Uh, he, he says, I, I thought everything was okay. I don't know how much he knew, but I suspect he did know that he was walking into a hornet's nest when he came to Melbourne. And that's fine. And when they stopped him at the border and said, Novak, you haven't had your vax, you've got to go home. If he was absolutely true to what he just said then, he would have said, I understand. I'm prepared to pay that price. I'm going home. But no, we then have the whole two weeks of, or however long it was, it seemed like two weeks, of I'm going to fight you in court, which he won. And then... We had the whole thing with the minister, and then we had the prime minister of Serbia who acted like a complete tool. He he just was totally inappropriate. We'll saying, fight them on the streets. He was we, he was being tortured in there. He was in a four star hotel. You know, he wasn't oh, being. I'm not sure tortured. exactly. I don't think he was being tortured, I but I don't about, think it was a luxury hotel. But Rich. I want to know about Tennis Australia. I mean, they've they've just given this a complete sort of wide berth. They've created this loophole to get him here, and they completely botched it. Well, they they had no right to create a loophole. I mean, the borders are controlled by the federal government. Whatever the federal government said, and they were told, mm. was going to stand because there was no way the minister was going to back down. So do you think this was a stunt, you know, just to make a statement? I don't know. That's interesting. Does, does no anyone one, do that to make a statement? No, what, politically? Yeah. Oh, it was very much in their best interest to make that statement. Whose best you, interest? The federal government. Oh, yes, but I'm, I thought you meant Novak. Oh, I, I do. I it. am making, yeah, for Novak. The Novak. No one came off looking. Novak came here, whether you like him or not, I'm not a fan. I think he's a liar and the most selfish athlete we've ever seen. But he would have got on that plane thinking he was going to be allowed in. So he's been screwed along either by Tennis Australia or the government. This is what happens when you come from a country that is led by people who will basically bend over backwards to allow you to do anything. I guess it, you can be forgiven for thinking, well, that's what the rest of the world's well, don't like. Don't blame Serbia. Obviously, Craig Tiley, the Tennis Australia boss, said, yeah, we'll get you in the back door. Well, because he would have had his sponsors there saying, you're going to get Novak, aren't you? Yeah. One triple three five three. Hold that thought, Candice. Does anyone feel sorry for Novak Djokovic? Give us a call. Triple M Dead Said Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Dead Set Legends, sports update, and Richard's list of grievances return. You, you might be surprised to know that, you know, there have been some negative things in my life over the last five <laughs> years when I haven't been here. I still have the file. I, I, was I have say, a spreadsheet. Wasn't it your notes? Yeah. No, I have a spreadsheet. <laughs> it's up to 592 now. 
of of grievances. I'm surprised it's that few after. Mm. Have you heard his list of gro- the things you'll whinge about, Candice? It's not whinging. I'm trying to help people with this. George Cambos is joining us shortly. Talking Novak Djokovic. Um, <laughs> do we feel any sympathy for the way things went down at the Australian Open? Paul from the Gong. Welcome to the Legends, mate. What, what would you like to say? Morning, gentlemen. How are we going? Good. And Candice. Uh, <laughs> of course, and lady, of course. Sorry about that. <laughs> Apologies. Um, I think with the Novak saga, it's interesting. I, I think the biggest thing, I, look, I don't, I'm not sympathetic to Novak, but I think the one thing I think one of the, the ministers said when he, um, you know, when they cancelled his visa was that he might, is at risk of inciting anti-vaccine sentiment in Australia. And I think that's a bit fucked. That's a bit farcical considering, you know, we've got 96% of the populace already vaccinated. I, I don't think people, you know, those that are vaccinated are going to be any more anti-vax you than are they already are. 100% right on that, Paul, because that is about the minister gauging how many of the, the public are in favour of this. Because if you ask me, every decision politicians make is more about them than the people they represent. I may be negative. I may be a cynic. But that's how I view it. And he'd have just gone, oh, it's more popular than unpopular. Okay, I'll do this. They weren't going to do anything. Thank you, Paul, for your call, mate. Well, let, let's give him the prize. The family passed to Sydney's Taronga Zoo. So there you go. Well done, Paul. Um, uh, I think we almost had to use the dump button with Paul, but I think we <laughs> left that one through to the keeper. Um, I think it was when it was back page, when the papers went nuts, anti-vax, you know, no vax mm. coming out here. That the politicians thought, hang on, there's a little opportunity here. Saying that, Candace, mm. he did tell lies. He did. And and the thing is, I none of the other tennis players had any sympathy for him mm. at all. Uh yeah, I think they've definitely they he couldn't play. And it looks like he won't play for another few years. He he won't play the US Open. Uh the French government said that um anyone that's unvaxxed won't be able to go to any public places. So I'm I'm assuming that he won't be playing the French Open and and I'm not sure about Wimbledon. So uh I what, think he realized this... in all honesty, he's lost the PR b- battle. He's lost the moral he, he to get any sort of moral high ground, he had to take this stance. Well, no, I'm so anti vax I'm willing to give up goat possibilities. Mm. The Australian public the, one of the great qualities I think the Australians have as a nation is that they don't like it when there are rules for some and rules for others. Now, that does exist in this country in a number of ways, but they dislike it intensely. And they made their, their views on that known. And, of course, the politician just reacts to that. Mm. But uh, that's one thing I like about Australians. They don't care if you're, if you're the President of the United States if you want to get in here and break the rules yeah. that, the, that the bloke next door can't break, you're out, pal. Yeah. World boxing champ George Cambosis coming up right after this. Triple M, this is the Dead Said Legends. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Will you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, thanks to Nilex, Richard's list of grievances... It's not too far away. You've had five years, Rich. You you should have a fair list. Sadly. <laughs> now, we bring in, we had a great first guest in Brad Haddon. Now, we bring in a world champion. Our next guest is a lover, not a fighter. Well, actually, no, scrap that. He is a fighter with a professional career record of 20 wins and no losses. Please welcome, in the red corner, the ferocious. 
Cambosis, George Cambosis, JNR. Oh, sorry, Junior. I was doing the abbreviation thing. Ah, oh, yes. Well done, Candice. You brought George to us. Yeah, well, I mean, I was. everyone was so excited when, you know, he, he basically stopped the nation last year when he won against Lopez. So how could we not bring him in on our very first show? Uh, this is, this is Ticanis. Uh, absolute pleasure, guys. Gala, gala. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I know you told this story a million times, but for those just getting to know you, it, it's true, isn't it? You were very good at league and you were good at boxing. And was it your dad that said, you got to go one way or the other here? Yeah, look, uh, I, was, I was a very good uh, rugby league player, junior rugby league, but I was uh, putting on a lot of weight in the off-season. So being of that Greek uh, heritage, you know, and, and loving going to my grandparents' house and eating everything I could, you know, I had to... Uh, start to you know get fit in the off season so we fell into boxing fell into boxing i fell in love with the sport and um you know you you fast track a year later i lost all that weight and you know that crossroads came from like my father would say you're going to reach a crossroads one day and and it did come and you know we put everything into into boxing i didn't look back i said i'm all in into this sport and i'm here to win well george if i can call you georgie does your dad call you georgie uh, no, he, he calls oh. me uh, Chet. And, uh, <laughs> like, well, well, the boxer, Rich, well done. <laughs> well done. It's <laughs> a good start. But you went into that. I, I'm, I'm, used to, I'm used to dealing with the brash Americans, so I don't think you're going to get me on the call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went into that world title bout against Lopez last year. And look, the, the whole of the boxing community has, had you as the underdog. You went in undefeated. You would have had plenty of confidence. But was there a moment after they raised your hand when you thought, Really? Did that really just happen? Uh, it just happened so fast. You know, I was just so focused and had that tunnel vision. Vision, And you know, my vision, my hunger was, was too strong. And, you know, I stayed focused throughout the 12 rounds. Went through every bit of adversity in that fight as well, from being knocked down myself from, from the cut. But um, as soon as they raised my hand and I think my father grabs me, lifts me up, and it just happened so fast. The only time we did really realise what, what's happened is when we're in the back of the ambulance with my father and my wife, and we just, it went quiet. They closed the door and went quiet. And said, you know what? We just did it. We achieved it. We went straight back to that mentality of, okay, now we're the ones being hunted. Now they're coming to get what we got. So, you know, that's the kind of fight I am. I'm always very focused, and uh, I love I love the challenges. That's why we're, we're chasing the biggest challenges next. George, you took the hardest road in boxing to get where you are today. Uh, a lot of Australian fighters start their career in Australia, head over to overseas. You did it the other way around. You did all your fighting overseas and now you're coming home. You know, is this something that you've always dreamt of? Yeah, it really is. It's, it's the hard road. And I knew that I'd rather look at myself in the mirror and say, you know what, I did everything I could to, to achieve it and get to the top and win the belts or I did everything I could and unfortunately it just didn't happen. But I didn't take any shortcuts after fighting for you know, fighting for free after fighting for, you know, $1,000 after losing money to get to fights. Finally, the, the opportunity came knocking and uh, I took it with both hands and I took all them beautiful belts as well and I finally get to come back. Now, this is it, George. So you're talking you want the biggest, the Lomachenko's next, and that's unbelievably admirable. But there's some easy money to be made. You could fill Acer Arena. You could fill Rod Laver having some good tune-up fights. But you say... I want the big name. So you're putting in your stones on the line here. How can I do that to the Australian public? They've been fooled enough over these last years. They've been <laughs> That's true. watching, watching, you know, rubbish. I'm not like that. I'm here to, to risk it all, put all my belts in line and fight the best warriors. You know, I'm the elite warrior uh, currently in boxing, the hottest name in not only Australian boxing, but world boxing currently. And, uh, 
You know, I want the best warriors to, to sharpen my blades. That's why Lomachenko, Devin Haney, they're the only names I ever spoke about. And, um, you know, Eddie's getting very, very close. You say Lomachenko and Haney. Do you have a preference? Uh, I've fought them both on the same night. I've actually been telling my management. <laughs> That's what we love. I just want to beat these guys and show what we're really about and continue creating my legacy. Uh, things are moving towards Lomachenko now. Devin's had his opportunity. Um, he, he really, I don't think he, he wants to get on that plane. I think he's scared of flying. He's never fought outside of America. So uh, Lomachenko is, is creeping real fast, and um, I think that's getting very close. And, you know, as we heard the news, everyone saw it. You know, Melbourne, Marble Stadium, June 5th is uh, what, they're, what, the, what they're talking about, what they're speculating. So uh, they're very close to the money there. George, I think you feel it. Honestly, you get the Greek fans, you get the rest of Australia right, who's now going to be on. Honestly, yep. Costa Zoo went down, they got 25000 Green Mundine were in Sydney, got thirty. This bloke, I'm telling you, will fill this joint. Mate, this is one of the good stories. It's it's a pleasure to have you on the show, brother. No, I really appreciate it. Look, it, it really is a, a, a great Aussie story. You know, as much as I represent my, my heritage, yeah. but I represent where I live, where I was born. You're going to have a long career in fighting, and you're going to have a long yeah. career in promotion as well. Take two or three easy ones. <laughs> but anyway, no, you're doing it the hard way. Good on you, Georgie. Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is, that's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. Yeah, Triple M Dead Set Legends are on podcast. That's the big thing now on the listener app so you can hear the uh, whole show. Candace Warner, Richard Friedman, Dan Ganane. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends sports update. Uh, I hope you enjoyed those openers for the guests, by the way. That's... You'll never hear them again. NRL trials. No, executive decision. We've only got a limited time. We can't have 40 seconds spent on a project-style opener. NRL trials coming up today. Storm Warriors at four in Cairns. South, your bunnies against the Cowboys. Candace at six. Mm-hmm. Titans Broncos at eight. One of the major stories of the week, Dragons coach Anthony Griffin, extended by a season. What did we think of that very quickly? I liked it. I think it's it showed great leadership by St George. Uh, they've they've done it early. They've given him some security, and and I think it's a good thing. I never understand uh, re-signing a coach that's that is not in demand anywhere else. But it's only one year. Mm. It's only one year. When they re-signed Paul McGregor, it was for three mm. years. No one was in demand for Paul Gregor. Why would you commit to that long? But it's only one year. Australia 4-0 up over Sri Lanka in the T20 series. Glenn Maxwell, 48, not out. The top score in the chase of 140. Game 5, final game of the uh, international summer. 5 p.m. tomorrow here on Triple M. Now, a couple of other things that happened during the week. Michael Massey moved on. This was the F1 race director, the Aussie, that no one here can bag because he's an Australian. Even though, Richard, he completely concocted the last lap to get a showbiz finish and he stuffed up Lewis Hamilton. You say that. But oh, you I, know I'm right. But, but I'll tell you this. As far as I'm concerned, F1 can be one of the most boring sports oh, you on haven't the been planet. Watching. It's been good, Rich. Be- well, because you can watch for an hour and a half and see no one pass anyone. Oh, so that's just, see, and it's, <laughs> that's it's, just cliche it's, dribble. It's, it, maybe. It's just pure entertainment, right? It's a co- concocted sport. You can't reinvent the so rules and say, con- okay, the, the cars that are lapped can now, can now overtake before the uh, yellow flag uh, is taken away. Did they say he concocted rules? He concocted. The rules were changed on the run, and then Tito Wolf says, oh, what's going no, on here? You see, I don't he believe goes, this that This is motor he, racing, I, Tito. I don't believe that he concocted the rules. He may have interpreted them 
differently oh, well, to the way Mercedes wanted to interpret it. No, who, is... Hey, who wouldn't have any pull in the sport, would please, they? Please. Come on, boys. Hey? Please. Come on. Anyway, they've restructured the business, so he hasn't been sacked, but he's been moved on. Um, also, Super Bowl halftime, Candice, why is it? I didn't mind the halftime show, mm. but it's either got to be the greatest show in the history of shows or it's the worst show in the history of shows. Look, I I was really excited by the lineup. I thought it was okay, but it wasn't. Who was a, on it? So we had Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, uh, Mary J. Blige. Like, it was good. Well, it's like a nursing home show. I mean, they're old. It was good, but for me, it was no Beyonce. It wasn't the Rolling Stones. It wasn't Prince. Prince. Uh, you Do know. we have any young acts that can get on this? No, but the, hang on, but they are appealing to a different yeah. audience. Well, yeah. they had Katy Perry, Lady Gaga, the last couple of years. Okay, um, but again, everyone's got to say, "Oh, it's the greatest thing we've ever seen." You know, they limp sick that. No, no, I don't think Dr. Dre did. I don't know about him, but the others. But do. the others definitely did. They worry about. Um, the, uh, there's so many moving parts. There's so there's a hundred million people in the states watching. They don't want anything to go wrong, so they take the safe option and and, and pre-record the night before. Yeah, with the rehearsals. Anyway, um, can you explain, Rich, Peter Volandi's big dance? Now this is the new race. So he came up with the Everest. Brilliant idea, right? Big money event. Got real buzz in Sydney. Then the Golden Eagle the week after was out raiding the Derby in Victoria. So ruffling feathers down there, putting money into the industry here. I don't get this big dance. So it's on Melbourne Cup Day. So he's obviously trying to ruffle some feathers. It's a good concept in that it's it's what the Country Cup champions. Well, it's it's horses that have run in a Country Cup. doesn't mean that – I don't think they even need to have won it. <laughs> they just need to have run in it. But it's for five-year-olds, and it's a staying race. Look, it's just – It's a nice race, but it's hardly uh, it's a, top shelf. It's just – he's not trying to take horses away from the Melbourne Cup. That's for certain. These horses are not Melbourne Cup horses. That's for sure. So basically what Peter's doing is putting entertainment on – for the crowds who want to go to the races in Sydney on Melbourne Cup Day. And lots of people want to do that. I think what Peter's rightly identified is that Sydney people, like people all around Australia, they perceive the season for racing is spring. And they want to go to the races in spring. And instead of us just handing it to Melbourne and saying, okay, Melbourne, you just take the spring and we'll take what's left. Peter said, nah, let's put it on up here as well. Now, the people in Victoria, they hate it because... You know, traditionally, it was their spring. But spring belongs to everybody. Spring in Sydney is a fantastic time to race. The tracks are in their best condition. You're not competing with any other sport. You've got your window, and people want to do it. Okay. And would I be right in saying that the Melbourne Cup, besides from that race alone... On the day. On the day. Is there that many other good races on the day? Uh, Well, it, it is a bit of a... A, a, a strawberry on the top of a pile of yes, yeah, the mush. worst day of the carnival, yes, exactly. Mush. Let's say mush. Yeah, you know, because it's, they're lesser races. But look, it's not going to take anything away from the Melbourne Cup. It's just going to get more people engaged on the race day. Look, What's it's not harm? a bad thing, Rich. I just don't, I don't understand why they had the big announcement and this is how. Well, how, know, would, how would you do it? I'd just say it's on. I'd have a press release. It's it's no Everest, really. You just say oh, it's on. Mate, people go to Randwick. It's the biggest day of the year, Melbourne Cup Day. Maybe the Everest has taken over. It has. Um, but I mean, people are going anyway. Anyway, it's a nice race. It's money in the industry. Just go and watch it and see if you enjoy it. You Let's, probably will. Okay, we're running out of time. <laughs>
The sad violin is back. It stayed in the system. Can you believe that? Five years since you were given the bullet. The bullet. Yep. And they have kept the sad... <laughs> Don't worry, I was given the bullet the year yeah. after. Uh, <laughs> Epidemiologists. I'd never heard of an epidemiologist until about two years ago when they came out from the cupboard and, you know, just appeared on every television and news broadcast. But you know what? They've been saying the same thing. The, the, we're trying to move on from this and they're saying, oh, no, it's very dangerous. We should be locking people down. You must wear your masks. It's the same shtick from two years ago. It's enough. It's time for them to disappear again. And hopefully... We may never see them again. All right. Well said. That's it? That's your first one? That's my first grievance? I think it's legit. Oh, it's definitely legit. I I would call that an NRL trial match, and I think we want to get to... It's fine. I think we can go... I thought you were going to say Nick Kyrgios. I I thought that was going to be your your big thing. Well, that was next week. Thanks, Dan. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's it. Did you enjoy it, Candice? I absolutely loved it. I can't wait to come back next Saturday and the Saturday after. You fit in beautifully. Thank you to everyone for your calls. You can hear us on the podcast. Triple M, Dead Set Legends, each and every Saturday, 10 a.m.